On board the USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay in September of 1945, General Douglas MacArthur, Supreme Commander Allied Powers, addressed all assembled. And this is what he had to say. We have had our last chance. If we will not devise some greater and more equitable system, Armageddon will be at our door. Has the world changed? Have we devised a greater and more equitable system? Is Armageddon indeed at our door? According to the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, which established the Doomsday Clock in 1947, we now stand at five minutes to midnight after the clock was moved forward by two minutes in January 2007. This clock is their estimate of how close we are to a third world war and a nuclear midnight. We all know that there are enough warheads to kill humanity many times over, but just once is enough. And since September 11, 2001, many new factors threaten our world. But I'm sure you've heard enough bad news lately. Do you want to hear some good news? Stay tuned. A warm greetings to all of our tomorrow's world viewers. The word gospel means good tidings or good news. It seems that nearly every day we receive news reports of doom for our planet. If it's not global warming, it's the threat of bioterrorism or the mutation of bird flu into a human flu that will kill millions across the globe. Some people have simply decided not to watch the news anymore. But that does not change the fact that the world is facing major challenges for survival. Can we save ourselves? Or will we see God intervene and rescue us at the last minute? We're here to tell you that there is good news for planet Earth. It will not be destroyed, but instead be snatched from imminent destruction. Listen carefully as we read from the pages of the Bible and see that there is truly going to be a wonderful world tomorrow. No politician or scientist can make such bold promises for the future. But God tells us what will occur. Why? Because He is the one who determines the future. Prior to the good news will be a time of sad news for mankind. It's called the Great Tribulation. And it's going to be a time of great trials and calamities. On tomorrow's world, we always say, don't believe us, look it up in your own Bible. If you have a Bible handy, follow me as I read from the New King James Version. Let us read the words of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 24, verses 21 and 22. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. That's right. The Bible clearly tells us that the days will be cut short so that we will not annihilate ourselves. 
But prophecy tells us that we will come awfully close to it. Our program is called Tomorrow's World for a Reason. We long for the day that Jesus Christ will return to this earth and establish the government of God. Once we understand this truth, the whole Bible becomes alive with purpose and meaning. You know, if you are attending a mainstream church, you may very well have been told that the Old Testament is irrelevant, done away with, and useless. This is simply not true. A great deal of the Old Testament deals with prophecies for the years just ahead of us. At that time, all that is ugly and hurtful in this world will be changed. Instead of hunger and depravity as we see today, there will be abundance and purity. Instead of war and hatred, there will be peace and love all over the world. Does that sound far-fetched? Maybe, but on today's program, we plan to show you from the pages of your Bible what is the good news for the wonderful world tomorrow. Also, today we will be offering you, at no cost, this helpful booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. You will find many of the answers that you have had about what is going to happen to this weary world. To understand how we got ourselves into the mess we are in, we should ask a basic question. Which single event started the world off on the wrong track? Well, it actually started in the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they set this world on a course. It was a course of not just doing what was right and wrong, but more importantly, deciding what is right and wrong. God effectively said to Adam and Eve and all who have descended from them, you go and create your own world, establish your own governments, your own education, your religious systems. You'll kill each other in war. You'll hate one another and you will try and solve your problems. But when you are at the point of global destruction, I will step in and save you. But not until you have learned the great lesson that I am your savior and there is no other. Think about it. Don't we all have our opinions on what we think is right and wrong? Of course we do. How many of us ask ourselves the question, what does God say is right? Of course, we would like to think we do. That is until what we want to do conflicts with what the Bible tells us, and we are then disagreeing with God. A person committing adultery will justify his or her actions. They will say, oh, it's my husband or my wife's fault. If only he or she would love me more, I wouldn't be doing this. Why do we try to justify ourselves? Because admitting we are wrong is the hardest thing for any of us to do. It's because of this trait of human nature that we're in the trouble we're in today. Crippling debt, failed marriages and arguments all arise from our desires to have what we want when we cannot afford it. Selfishness leads to arguments and marriage breakdown. God has a plan to overcome the self-centeredness of human nature that leads to so much strife and trouble in our world. He reveals that plan through the words of his prophets. Would you like to know about the world that is prophesied for the near future? Would you like to be a part of that new world as one of Jesus Christ's faithful servants? Prophecy has always intrigued people, but we know we have to be careful where the prophetic words come from. 
unless the prophecy we receive comes from the Bible. It cannot be trusted. Don't believe just any soothsayer or prognosticator. To help you understand Bible prophecy, we have this free booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. All you need to do is phone the number on the screen or go to tomorrowsworld.org to order your copy. Call now. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. So far, we have realized that humankind cannot save itself. Many may say, well, with enough money and goodwill, we can solve our problems. But we have to admit that this is very unlikely. God tells us that this world will change when Jesus Christ returns to establish the kingdom of God on earth. Many today think that Jesus Christ will return in the clouds and rapture his faithful off to heaven. Is that what the Bible tells us? Let us first turn to Zechariah chapter 14 and in verses 4 and 9. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day, it shall be the Lord is one and his name one. Did you notice that? Over all the earth. Throughout the Bible, we read that Jesus Christ is going to return to this earth. He's not going to rule from heaven, but he will sit on his throne in Jerusalem on this earth. Many scholars have been perplexed by the last nine chapters of the book of Ezekiel. Upon careful reading, one will see that this part of prophecy deals with the return of Israel to Jerusalem and God establishing his throne there. Jesus Christ will sit on his throne and rule the world. In Ezekiel chapter 43, starting in verse 2, And behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. His voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. Verse 7 continues with God speaking directly to Ezekiel. And he said, Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet, where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. In the next chapter, we read in verses 1 and 2, Then he brought me back to the outer gate of the sanctuary, which faces toward the east, but it was shut. And the Lord said to me, This gate shall be shut. It shall not be opened, and no man shall enter by it, because the Lord God of Israel has entered by it. Therefore it shall be shut. Let us turn to another passage, this time in Revelation chapter 11 and in verse 15. Revelation chapter 11 and here in verse 15. 
Notice it says, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. What seems even more incredible is that the saints whom God has prepared for this time will help Jesus Christ to administer his government on earth. We are told this in Revelation chapter 5 verses 9 and 10. Referring to those people, the saints at that time, it says, You were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and made us kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. Notice that? Not in heaven, on the earth. Let us be clear. Mankind has taken generations to reach where we are today. We must agree that the technological marvels of the modern world are amazing. But at what cost? Pollution and degradation of the environment are a sorry testimony to all this success. Wouldn't you love to see a world that actually exceeds our modern marvels but is totally ecologically balanced? Well, that is the world that is coming, and soon. Jesus Christ is going to oversee the rebuilding of the whole earth. In Isaiah chapter 61, we are told in verses 4 and 6, And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the ruined cities. And you shall be named the priests of the Lord. And they shall call you the servants of our God. Believe it or not, God is preparing a people today to join with the saints of old who will be resurrected at the return of Christ. Why? So they can help him govern the whole earth. You can become part of Jesus Christ's team if you are prepared to meet the challenges of the true Christian life at this time. It won't be easy, but the rewards will be beyond your wildest dreams. God's purpose in this age is not to save all of mankind. That will take place in God's good time. But rather, he is working with a small band of faithful servants who are not involved in the politics or the ways of this world. God could find many talented people who could rebuild devastated cities. But what he is looking for is a people who will build something very different. Holy, righteous character. What is character? Character is the only quality that God cannot create in us. It is when we have to choose to do what is right so that God will know that we will always do his will no matter what. With that character set firmly in them, God's saints will direct the rebuilding of this earth. One of these saints will be King David who is awaiting his resurrection. When Jesus Christ returns, he will resume his position of being king over all of Israel. Notice Ezekiel chapter 35. Ezekiel chapter 35 and what it says about King David who will be resurrected. Right now, David is asleep. He's waiting, resting in his grave. But at that time, as we read here in Ezekiel 34, verses 23 and 24, I will establish one shepherd over them and shall feed them, my servant David. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and the Lord will be their God, and my servant David, a prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. And who will rule the tribes of Israel under David? 
Jesus Christ made this very clear in Matthew chapter 19 in verse 28. In Matthew 19 verse 28, his disciples had asked him what their role would be in the kingdom. And this is what he said. Assuredly, I say unto you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Did you hear that correctly? King David and the 12 apostles will be resurrected and rule with Jesus Christ on this earth. Now, that's hard to believe, but it is true. Somewhere today, the 12 tribes of Israel are awaiting a time when the 12 apostles will be their kings. Will Jesus Christ rule only the 12 tribes of Israel? No. In Jeremiah chapter 16, another prophecy, this time once. Remember, of course, these are from your Bible. And did you notice how many of these are from the Old Testament? But they make so much sense. In Jeremiah chapter 16 and verse 19, we read, The Gentiles shall come to you from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, worthlessness, and unprofitable things. Will a man make gods for himself which are not gods? Therefore, behold, I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is the Lord. Notice again in the book of Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 10. Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 10. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, that is Jesus Christ, because he was the son of David, the son of Jesse, who shall stand as a banner to the people. For the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. The truth of God will spread over the world, and the wickedness that is in the world around us today will pass away. In its place will be peace and prosperity for all. We have reserved a copy of our booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs, just for you. Call now and receive your free copy, or go to www.tomorrowsworld.org to order this helpful booklet. You will find a description of the wonderful world tomorrow where Satan's evil and wicked influence will be removed from this earth and people will share in what God wanted for mankind all along. That includes you and your family. So call now. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. We've been building a picture of what the future is for this world. It's bright, it's positive, and it's full of hope. But let us now add some more brushstrokes. You might ask, well, what about all of the pollution in the oceans and the depletion of fish stocks? Could that be reversed? Here is the answer. It's found in Ezekiel chapter 47. 
Here Ezekiel is shown a vision by an angel of a river flowing out from under the throne of Christ in Jerusalem. He starts in verse 1. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. He continues in verse 6. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said, When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed, and it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be a great multitude of fish, because these waters go there, for everything will live wherever the river goes. These waters will flow out from under Jesus Christ's throne into two streams. One will go into the Red Sea and heal the Indian Ocean. On the other side, the other stream will go down into the Mediterranean Sea and then out into the Atlantic and heal that. And finally, the Pacific Ocean will be cleansed when the two waters come together. What about agriculture? Listen to this for a wonderful promise given by Amos in the 13th verse of chapter 9. Amos chapter 9 and here in verse 13. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him who sows seed. The mountain shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. Will children be safe in that time? Well... The prophet Isaiah tells us that they will. In his 11th chapter and in the 6th verse we read, The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. God will miraculously change the nature of wild animals and they will dwell with other animals and even little children peacefully. What a picture! Jesus Christ, who is identified as the Lord in Zechariah 8, makes this prediction in verse 3. Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Thus says the Lord of hosts, old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each one with his staff in his hand because of great age. The streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets. The polluted rivers and seas, and then the land will be healed. Children will play safely. But what about war? Will there be war? The latest figures available for the world's military spending are for 2005, when the world spent nearly $1.2 trillion on armies and armaments. That's about $2,000 per man, woman and child on the earth. Most of them would not earn even a fraction of that in a year. And nearly half of that amount was spent just by the United States of America. Micah prophesies a wonderful thing in his fourth chapter in verse 3. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. We all hope for justice in this world, but sadly we know that it is becoming harder to find. Will there be true justice in tomorrow's world? Isaiah tells us that there will be. He prophesies in chapter 32 and verse 16. 
Then justice will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. The work of righteousness will be peace and the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. How long will this utopia last? The book of Revelation gives us clear understanding. In chapter 20, we are told six times, so this is Revelation chapter 20, we are told six times that this period will be for 1,000 years. Notice what John says in verse 6 of Revelation 20. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So now we have a broader view of this millennial reign of Christ on earth. It will involve famous men and women of the Bible and ordinary people like you and me. God is not calling the great and important people at this time, but rather people who are living in cities and towns across America across Britain and South Africa, Canada, Australia and New Zealand. We receive responses to this program from Poland, from Spain, from the Middle East. God is not a respecter of persons, but for some reason he calls one person here and another person there. Is he calling you? Chances are that if you are still watching this program, God is giving you understanding that cannot be found in textbooks. Even most theologians do not get the point. They study the Bible like it is just another historical or philosophical book. Many, sadly, do not fear God or even believe God. We're told by David in Psalm 111, verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do His commandments. The Bible is complete and must not be added to and taken away from. And don't believe us just because we say it. You go and prove that what we say agrees with what is in your Bible. The Bible states, No prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. God's holy word is sufficient for understanding the future. Be careful when you hear others quote men and not the Bible. Once again, we have this booklet waiting for you. It's called Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. It's free of charge and we will send it to you when you phone the number on the screen or contact us at tomorrowsworld.org. We have seen from the Bible that this world will not be destroyed, but instead Jesus Christ will return to earth and with the help of the saints bring about a most incredible future for all humans who will be alive at that time. Do you want to be a part of what is coming? Do you want to be on Christ's team? Well, then be sure to join Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames here at Tomorrow's World each week to learn more about God's incredible plan for you and all of humanity. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, 
visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.